from Bali. Woo. You're listening to the Let It Out podcast and the Create, Create podcast. podcast. Woo, it's a double podcast. What's you, more fun than a double podcast? A swapcast, if you will. A swapcast. <laughs> you didn't know what you were getting into, and now you know, and just you wait. <laughs> this is very exciting for, for several reasons, but I really like the three of us together. I think we're a good dynamic. It's so much fun. I can't mm-hmm. handle it. I think we're so sexy that I can barely... Stay sitting in my seat. <laughs> I, I've had to stretch multiple times. <laughs> so if we get up throughout this podcast just to flaunt our own sexuality, you'll understand. We're taking care of ourselves, which is one of the themes from this week that I want to touch on. But I think we should first get everyone present to where we are, which is Bali. <laughs> And maybe we should say who we are because Great. for our audience who listen to let's uh, to our the Create podcast, they don't know Katie and they need to know Katie and about her awesome podcast. So let me just say, I first met Katie when she came and uh, interviewed me on Maddie Corman's show, Accidentally Brave, and we did an interview for your podcast, and immediately it was like I met a family member, a soul sister, who is also this incredible entrepreneur, who has made this amazing podcast, who is just such a Mm self-starter, and um, what I love about you is that your art is a reflection of your own searching. Mm. Oh, that's so well said. Can I use that line? Yes, yeah. you can. Free ideas. <laughs> Free idea. That was so good. Well, I love you guys so much, and I'm so grateful to have both of you in, in my life. I met Kristen, like you said, when I interviewed you, and then instantly was like, you're a life person. I just felt that. And then through you, met Natalie, her best friend and creative collaborator, and then very soon after, we all went on vacation together. Yes. Like you do like when you, you meet do. someone you love. You invite them on vacation. Well, the joke of this vacation is there's also another phenomenal woman yes. here with us. So there's four of us. But uh, Kristen and I knew each other very well. We've been best friends for years. Katie, I have met once or twice. Uh-huh. Uh, Karen, the other lady traveling with us, I had met just once after you had already invited her to come <laughs> to Bali. Um, and so the big joke of the podcast is... We've all been having the best time, falling so deeply in love with each other. It's the perfect dynamic. It's been working so well. Even Katie said at one point, I really expected there would have been some sort of something something weird. Like there had to be. Like it's a group of four women on vacation together, many of which don't really know each other. And And it's very far away. Right. And it's been so smooth and harmonious, Mm -hmm. even though like all the things go wrong. Like there's a giant gecko in your apartment. Yeah. I didn't have my suitcase for the beginning. Exactly. And uh, (laughs) so we asked Kristen, we were like, why do you think that this is all going so well? And she just cools a cucumber, turned around and looked at Katie and said, because I'm good at casting. Yeah. <laughs> As she was like doing her makeup in the car, we, we've had like our same seats in the car and Kristen is always up front. She was like, you guys, I'm great at casting. And well, it's so true. It's so true. Because it's, it's, it's what it is, is you're energetically putting people together uh-huh. in a group. And I knew what I had the desire for this trip to be. But my soul was like, and here are the people you want to do it with. And I also, I just knew that you would all fall in love with each other. And it was going to be like a big girl romance. Yeah. Well, that was what was really cool about it is that we all had moments with each other and got to spend time alone in duos and pairs. And I think, I think four is a really good number mm-hmm. for a vacation. I think three would have been terrible. And I think five would be the same thing. 
and then six is like too many people to all really be together. And to it agree on things. It would you would if we go any higher than four, you tend to like break off in groups where we didn't really break off in groups yeah. at all. It's small enough we can all stay together, which was nice. Also, I've had intimate conversations with all three of you and knew there were a lot of reoccurring life themes. Mm. So I knew right. that when we got together, the conversation was going to be really deep and spiritual and juicy. Yeah. And I think that leads to like one of the things that I wanted to to talk about, which is like speaking up for yourself in general and life, but in a group and on vacation and when you're resting. And I think that's something that I've gotten from the two of you. Even today we were at lunch and I have this snooze. It's like such a long story, but I have this hip injury and I can't sit on the floor and whatever, whatever. And Natalie knew because we've been together for 11 days or something and she could tell. And and you like called me out of like, I think we should sit at a different table where Katie has a, you spoke for me. And then it was really a lesson of like, but I, to keep everyone safe in the group, I need to do that for myself. Can you elaborate? Yeah, totally. Well, we had the opportunity here in Bali to work with this badass female energy healer. And she really spoke to us about the importance of speaking your truth out loud because it empowers everybody and it makes everybody safe. Like if I'm uncomfortable and I don't say it out loud, then I've created a lack of safety for everyone else around me who are assuming that I'm fine. And so there's something about we take other people's power away from them also when we don't speak our truth out loud because often we don't speak up because we're scared to rock the boat or hurt someone's feelings or we're just trying to be agreeable so it's like uh, it's easy for me just to not say it yeah but if I say out loud hey I'm uncomfortable and it triggers you then that's something for you to look at and for you to heal and for us to have a conversation that could be really healthy and transformative for our relationship. So if I don't speak it out loud, I take away your power to even have that healing for yourself that might want to happen. So there's something really powerful in, I think, especially for women, but I really do want to say across the board for people to say, I just want to be in the practice that if I speak my truth out loud, I'm going to trust it is actually best for everybody Mm -hmm. because I'm speaking from a place of listening to my heart and listening to what's right for me. And actually us deciding to move to a different table wasn't only best for you. I actually felt like, oh, the new table's way better. There's less bugs around. And it, it actually did end up feeling like it was more harmonious for everybody. And I do think that there's power in and something we've been practicing is saying our desires out loud. Mm-hmm. Like we love to say, I have a desire. Yeah. And there's something about when you say to someone, here's what I really want. And someone else can look at you and say, thank you for saying what you want. Because now I feel permission to say what I want when I want it too. And it just makes a really safe space. And I think it's been really fun for all of us to romance and delight each other because the other people are starting really to say what they want out loud. And I think that's what made, when I was saying, I can't believe there hasn't been a weird moment or that someone hasn't felt left out or there hasn't. And I think it's because of this exact thing of honestly, the two of you having such a strong relationship with each other and the rest of us not knowing you guys as well and each other as well we were able to follow your lead and your language of which we keep jokingly which we should get into all of them there's a lot of good Natalie and Kristenisms that I'm going to adopt into my life but I think the most effective one or the most useful one is I have a desire I have a a desire to do this I think it would be charming to do this and I think 
bringing, bringing that into your romantic relationships would be a really great idea. I think bringing it into your work relationships would be a really great idea. Definitely into traveling with someone. So anytime you're spending a lot of time with someone, that honesty, it, but in like a light, playful, funny way. It exactly. becomes an invitation, which we were talking about on this trip, that it's not a demand, it's an invitation. And it's showing, it gives a space for curiosity and for the conversation to evolve. Yeah. So I use, I have a desire in the workplace all the time. So I might be sitting there and, and like clap my hands and go, I have a desire. I'm so curious what might happen if we blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So by Kristen doing, is a director. FYI. <laughs> yes. Hi friends. So in doing that and bringing the enthusiasm of my curiosity into the conversation, it gives room for collaboration because mm-hmm. someone might say, Ooh, that sounds cool, but can we do it like blah, blah, blah. Totally. Right. And so then there's room for it to move. Right. Yeah. And but I- Kristen had such a strong desire to go to Bali that I was like, well, I trust Kristen and I trust her desires. So I'm just going to go along for the ride with no expectations. And then I had such a great time in Bali, but it was really like, wow, sometimes it's so awesome to not only be curious about your own desires, but to be so curious about someone else's desire. I'm so willing to go on that ride with you. It might not be for me. I might not like it. Like I had visions of me getting to Bali and like being so scared to eat anything because like I was going to like drink the water by accident or something. Like the first night actually. (laughs) Right. And then being so like terrified that there would be bugs everywhere and like not being in my bliss. Like Uh I had like all these visions of how much I'm going to enjoy Bali. You're really seeing my like a type controlling side come out right now, but there's something about just being willing to go on the ride with someone else's desire because they're so turned on by it that I was able to get so turned on and activated by Kristen's desire that it opened up in me desires I didn't know I had. Mm. And I think that's a really great conversation that when we say our desires out loud, we give other people permission to get in with a desire that that maybe they don't know is in them too. Yeah, I think the other phrase that we keep saying piggybacks off this nicely, which is just for knowing, (laughs) because I think that's a, maybe you can give the um, genesis of this, Mm -hmm. but that is like this kind of super funny light way of providing information that it's essentially the same as just so you know, but I hate just so you know for some reason now after saying just well, for knowing. you kind of creates a separation between yeah. me and you. And so it's like uh, from me, I'm saying just so you as opposed mm. to just for knowing is about us. Yeah. It, and so how just for knowing came about is there's a costume designer named David Tabert who designed my costumes for uh, Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List, a film that we did. Uh, we shot in New York. And he would say, just for knowing, should we put him in the blue sweater? And I was like, yes, for knowing, let's absolutely do it. And it became the most fun phrase because it, it really does is. create this sense of uh, inclusion community, and yes. community and exploration. And that we're not picking sides, that we are kind of neutral in our exploration of it. And that the exploration itself is going to provide answers. Yeah. So it's almost like I'm coming in to this conversation from a non-judgmental place and as we explore the exploration will provide information and people don't like to get wrangled into a decision that they're not sure they're on board with Mm -hmm. yet so it's kind of like if you walk in somewhere and there's five restaurants to choose from like all in the same area Mm -hmm. and one person is like well let's go here 
then it's like you may have the desire to look at all the menus before yeah. you decide. So it could be This more happened fun. to us <laughs> in what was it anymore? I keep forgetting where we were. Shanghai. We were in Shanghai. <laughs> Kristen kept thinking we were in Singapore. They're layover. Um, but uh, but if you just walk up to a place, say just for knowing, let's see if this place yeah. charms us. And then there's an opportunity to say, okay, great. I'm glad we checked that out. But now my desire would be to check out the other places yeah. too and circle back. And then the other person can say, great. And so it's that's way, the language you guys speak. Mm-hmm. It, it's a way to have decision making conversation with language that feels really light so that no one ever feels like talked down to or yeah. decided for. And it just keeps everything feeling curious and explorative instead of uh, decision-making right. that feels um, harsh or like one person is going to have to get looped into something they don't want to. Right, right, right. Have either of you brought this in in romantic relationships, this language? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, it is kind of fun. I mean, my current partner is like the most incredible uh, French man from Paris and English is his second language. So it's really actually fun when I bring tools like this to him to like see what his interpretation of it is because uh, English isn't his first yeah. language. Um, but nothing delights me more than when Kristen and Natalie's language ends up coming out of his oh. cute French mouth. Oh. And he'll go, you guys, life is for motherfucking joy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really fun. Kristen wrote Nat. Can I say this? Yeah. Kristen wrote Natalie a song. <laughs> gave Natalie a song for Christmas, and the refrain, I think, or the ending, is "Life is for Motherfucking." Well, do you know we actually wrote a song called "Life is for Motherfucking Joy," which I will show you. It's on YouTube. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's written on, on ukulele with our two friends, John and Scott. And there's so, harmonies. There's harmonies. It's we were. It was like Easter, or something ridiculous, and we were being so silly. And Natalie and I kept making up this "Life is for Motherfucking Joy" song. It and goes, "Life is for Motherfucking Joy." It was. You can look up the video if you, if you want all the lyrics. But then, so then, but because it had been such a refrain for us. It came into the uh, into the new song, which is uh, you know. So Kristen wrote uh, basically down all of these beautiful stories and memories that we had shared together, and sent them to a songwriter and said, like, here's all the things like I love about Natalie or all these memories I've had with Natalie, and like, can you create? So Kristen kind of wrote like a poem version and then asked this songwriter to make a song, and the songwriter recorded the song, and then on. New Year's Day, Kristen came to my apartment in Paris and over morning coffee played this song for me and I just sobbed like a baby. <laughs> so sweet. Oh my! And her name is Tiffany Topol. If you'd like her to write a personal song for you, she's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Go to her website. Um, but there's something, and I think this is part of what the lessons from Bali yeah. are is romancing your girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Natalie and I talk about this a lot on our podcast and in our teaching, but that romance is always everywhere present and that there is a, a, a romance, a beauty, an intimacy with life that life wants to have with you. And to experience that with your soul sisters, with your girls is one of the deepest joys on earth. So I think we've enjoyed all week long telling each other how beautiful mm. the other person is, commenting on the outfits when we meet yep. for dinner and people come down in their cute <laughs> outfits, and also just taking time to like stare in someone's eyes yeah. or to marvel at someone's gifts as we've 
been sharing our gifts with each other. And I actually want to say, Katie, one thing that as I've gotten to know you, not just as my massage partner now, but we've gotten naked with each other <laughs> more than you guys. <laughs> Lots of nudity this week. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because at the massage places here, it's very inexpensive. If anyone wants to come to Bali, please get a massage. Shout out to Family Spa. Family Spa. Family I tried a lot of them, and oh, that was man. our favorite. The yeah. genuinely loving, caring. But Katie and I always ended up having like couples massages mm-hmm. together for some reason, mm-hmm. and it just became our thing. That was so fun. So fun. But I want to acknowledge, Katie, that one of the things that I've admired from you is that you so easily and ready speak out praise to other women Mm -hmm. and how much you have at any given moment said, Natalie, I love how you said that. Or Kristen, I really appreciated that moment. Or, wow, I'm so in awe of how you just ordered your wine or whatever. It's like you can find the smallest moment and find a way to acknowledge um, specifically another woman in that. And it has been a gift for me to learn from you because that's something I really want to take into my life. That's really interesting. Thank you, first of all. But it's really interesting because I feel like both of you do that already so much with each other. With each other, for sure. Do you feel like you don't do it as much with other people? I do feel like it's part of my life and part of my mission on the planet is to give as many compliments as yeah, possible. Yeah, I see you do it with everyone we've met here. And, uh, and, you know, especially when I, you, like, you know, the waitresses and just yeah. like beautiful humans who are just here to like offer a gift to us at any given moment. There's nothing right. I love more than to acknowledge them. Uh, but you have such a, a way that you do it. That's with so much attention mm-hmm. to the specific thing that you're acknowledging is so much deeper than I want to say saying, Natalie, you look great in that outfit. There's something almost about who I am as a human being Mm -hmm. that you're acknowledging that's so deep and truthful. And it's like, you're seeing a part of myself that I didn't even know I was expressing in that moment. Like I was just being silly and doing something silly. And you acknowledged like the deep soul of who I am. And so there's something in how you are in the seeing of other people Mm -hmm. and then being brave enough to say it out loud to them has really inspired me. Cool. Thank you for saying that. That's interesting. I think I, I notice things about people. Like I notice I'm, I'm always kind of collaging together my world and seeing things. And I keep talking to you guys about human design, which we eventually need to go into, but that is something that I, I realize I'm good at seeing patterns and I'm good at making connections with things. And so are you, you're very articulate, Natalie, and you're really, both of you and you're, you're good at expressing things like that. And I think, I don't know if there's a connection here, but about seeing things in other people and noticing, like, I want more of that. It's a mm-hmm. way of gratitude. It's a way to, it's a way to, we were talking about relationships and before of like, it's a way to see something you like in someone else or in the world and be like, more of that. I like that. In my life, I've been very um, influenced by other people. And I think I'm, I'm wrestling with that of like how much to come from within and how much to, be, we're all influenced by our friends and we're all influenced by content and TV and movies and art. But where does, where do I stop and where do my influences begin and how can I morph them and credit people and figure out like the ball of who I am based on that. And I think compliments are like, might as well say that out loud. If I'm putting in my pocket for later, I might as well acknowledge that person about it in the moment. And as long as you feel safe to, to do that. And you, this maybe will lead to like another thing of, because I have a desire for each, each to say some 
something we've learned in Bali. And one thing I, I haven't even really like debriefed about this in, with myself, but you said to me, which I don't know if you remember saying this, but we were, were Kristen was so sweet and one day led a creative workshop for us that like really blew my brains out. <laughs> like it was very potent and she is such a fantastic doula for creative ideas in a way that like I knew sort of, but like I hadn't experienced firsthand and it was really cool and unexpected and lovely. And during that I was talking about a, um, a new creative project that Kristen had the idea for, for me. And Natalie's, you said, I wish you could talk to yourself like you talked to Kristen. And I think by me practicing, I'm having this thought for the first time as I'm saying it out loud, but by me practicing, acknowledging what I see and love in other people, hopefully I can start to do that more with myself, maybe, unclear, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> and we are all, that that's what has been the joy of the four of us being in Bali together. There's been a lot of joys, but being able to reflect to each other, the beauty, the presence, the love, you know, this like, it's amazing to reflect to each other. And then often one of us will say, and I'm just a mirror, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and this very thing that you love so much about me or acknowledging about me, like you have that inside of you, otherwise you couldn't recognize it. And I think because we're all in the holding of the vision of each other. And I do think, especially in relationship, a romantic relationship and in every relationship, holding the level of who someone really is at their highest potential, at their authentic self, and not the person who's maybe having a tantrum or having a bad day or isn't being their best self. Like really holding and seeing them and talking to them through the vision of who they really, really are helps them rise into that really powerfully. And so I think that what we've spent all week doing is really holding each other as goddesses and really holding each other in a place of very sacred worship. Like I see and value who you are on the planet today, right now, as much as I will hold you when you're on the stage with Oprah for super soul Sunday. And I see that and I see who you are there, but I see who you are now as the same as that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just speaking to you from both places at the same time. Well, I think what was interesting about this and tell me if you guys felt this, and this is something else I want to acknowledge Kristen for too, is we all kind of stayed as our best selves. Like I felt like I was in my highest self for most of this. I had moments of feeling weird, and mo- but whenever we did, we would bring it to the group. And as much as we said, I have a desire or just for knowing, like there was this moment at dinner. Can I share this? Yes, of course. Where Kristen was like, guys, I'm feeling heavy about this thing. Or like a few days earlier, you said something like about a a living house situation where you were just like, there's a thing that like, it was a logistical thing that you were just like, have this on my mind. Let's talk about it. And like whenever there was something, we just brought it to the group and we had this level of openness and we, we all had, we all came into this trip from day moment one with that's the type of people we are. So we should preface that. But like again, casting, (laughs) but (laughs) hashtag casting. Right. But like, I think that that's, um, that's something that I, I highly recommend people take away from this and bring into non-vacation life. And I will bring in to non-vacation life. Like just cutting, it allows you to stay in your highest self. If you can say whatever's behind your eyes, what you, what might take you into being anxious or 
detached or looking at your phone or not present, just saying that to the group. Because if you didn't say it that night at dinner, you would have maybe been weird and felt weird and not been as fun or sparkly. And that's okay, but we wouldn't have known why. And then we would have been worried and we would have tried to help or Or fix. Or personalized it. Or personalized it. Totally. did something wrong. Totally. I could see myself doing that. Or I could have just put on, pretended, right? right? That there was nothing going on. And then I would have felt isolated. Exactly. So a way to access intimacy and, and really to... And, and actually, it was, an, it was a request for support. It right. was like, hey, oh my gosh, there's these feelings in my heart. And I just want to share them with the group as a way of airing them and and not to be alone in them. Totally. Right? And, and that it's always, it's kind of this beautiful gift when we respect the people around us enough to be able to handle what is true mm-hmm. in the moment, what is, mm. what is actually occurring. Right. And much like what you said about the table today at lunch, that was my favorite dinner of this trip. I never felt closer to you. And giving giving us that was a gift that we were able to help you or try yeah. to help you or see you. Like seeing someone in their vulnerability, seeing someone say like what I say in my podcast, soft stories, like seeing someone say that is the most beautiful thing in the world to me. And that's the antidote, I believe, to loneliness is mm-hmm. connection. And you can't really have connection without intimacy and you can't really have intimacy without honesty. I think our biggest fear in relationship is if they know the real me, mm-hmm. they will leave, punish me, think I'm wrong, retaliate. Yep. And I think all of us have the place inside of us that is so messy and so scared and so wounded. And we try to like put it away so that yeah. we will be liked. But my experience over and over and over is when I show someone what a crazy mess I am, when I show someone that like I can get in the bathtub and cry and like be a banshee and like I don't want you to know that about me. I want you to think I'm just very spiritual and like all the things. But like really like the banshee part of me is the most spiritual part of me. It's the most true part of me. And there's been nothing more healing in my life been like showing that part to someone and someone going and mm-hmm. I mean you, you think I don't have those parts of myself yep. <laughs> like yeah me too and there's so much freedom in that right like yeah. there's so much freedom in in Kristen who is so much light and so much love and so much joy and so much sparkle on yeah. the planet there is so much Um, resonance and opportunity to genuinely like really soul level connect when you go, yeah, I have hard times too, you know, like, of course I'm joy on the planet. And sometimes my heart feels sore and, and there's so much like, whoa, so that's okay. Yeah. So that's okay. You know what I thought of now, Kristen, like Kristen and I are very similar in so many ways and have like a soul connection But it's really interesting. One thing we were connecting about was about this of like, we are people who in our individual world, people think of and word association would be joy. Yes. And the smiley, happy one. We have like curly hair, smiles, that's us. But it's funny that I actually met you on a project of yours that I I didn't really know about. Like I met you on a project that has a lot of darkness and heaviness and also joy, but I think it's kind of funny that that's how I connected with you. And then what's come up on this trip with us is that like we 
both have that part of us and that part maybe needs more. And we're learning how to express that and integrate that both of us. And like, I think that's a piece that we connect on that we're both still unpacking. Yeah. And I feel like a reoccurring theme of this trip that we've been talking about collectively is really valuing all parts of self and really holding sacred every emotion and bringing out of hiding those feelings that maybe we don't want to feel Mm -hmm. and giving them permission to be. So there's, it feels like there's this theme of what does it look like to be a healthy individual? Well, it's a, it's a completely integrated individual who is looking at themselves in a non-dualistic way. Not like this is who I need to be in the world. Actually, every part of me is valuable and needed in the world. And so I can love all the parts of me and then I can show all those parts of me to you. Because if I'm judging and labeling parts of myself as worthy or unworthy, then I can't show them all to you, right? And then if I'm not loving them, how can you love them? Right. So it's a really interesting um, process right. to give all, to, is, to, is to see ourselves in right. that fully. Well, and then also, I mean, another thing you could do is slap a mask on it, which I did for most of my life and still sometimes do if I don't feel safe. And I think there's like a level of like, if you don't feel safe, putting a mask on is the best thing to do in a lot of situations. Like you don't have to get into it with the Uber driver. Mm -hmm. You could, or you could. I have a lot of great (laughs) conversations with Uber drivers. I have to actually. I think like that's the thing about heartbreak or like something that's like an intense emotion where I just am like, I somehow I'm talking to everyone about this. Yeah. I can't go two feet without it. Um, but, but I think when going back to the dinner where you were so honest with us, I think that if you had shown up with a mask and this, I want to get your thoughts on this. I think that we would have all picked up on it. Even, even if you were the greatest actress in the world, I know Natalie would have for sure. Cause she knows you so well. And genuinely, like, I feel like I know you pretty well, and I think I would have, you know, and I think there's that on top of you wouldn't have felt. And that's why when you don't say your truth out loud, it creates more problems than Mm -hmm. if you do. Because if all of a sudden, intuitively, I'm like, whoa, Kristen's not in a good way. My codependency gets kicked up, right? And I start to make up stories of, what okay let me go through my interactions with her today was it me totally oh and and so all of a sudden I'm no longer present Mm -hmm. I'm no longer at the table I'm back in my head trying to figure out if I did something wrong and it's all it's already a made-up story right and so there there really does create the opportunity in being present with everything and also I think that this is something really important to note we think that if we bring sadness or pain or something uncomfortable to the table, that all of a sudden we're making it worse for everyone. Mm. Like everyone was having a great time and now I'm bringing a damper to it. But there's something so amazing in, no, now we have like a common mission all together. Totally. Like now we have this common thing that we can relate with and have intimacy on and talk with. It's like now we all have this like sacred project together Mm -hmm. and it doesn't do anything but elevate the whole thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's really fun to get to learn with each other 
through example, yeah. through uh, experimentation, yeah. right? And and you keep using this expression all week long, and I love it so much. You keep talking about expanders. Yeah, you're yeah, like, well, that is not mine. That's Lacey Phillips, but but yes. like, I, but it's been a fun uh, term. Like you've been yes. adding to our conversation yes. and our our colloquialisms, as it were. Um, you guys are so it's the, to define it for people. It's basically role models and seeing people in the world who are doing. What you don't forget what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. What doing what you want to be doing that you can also relate to, and you two are huge expanders for me. So go on. Um, that through community we get modeled different yeah. behaviors that we might not have grown up with. So by seeing those behaviors modeled yeah. for us in real time, it's different than reading it in the book in a book totally. or watching a YouTube video about it. But when you're watching a certain kind of behavior modeled, it shows you what is possible. And then you can try it on for a size mm-hmm. and go, oh, like I feel like I've so my word for 2020 is power. And my big uh, revelation is just like joy is within you and you give yourself joy or abundance is within you and you give yourself access to your own abundance. Same thing with creativity. Power is that that way as well, that I could empower myself and I can own my own power in the world. So what I've been experimenting with a lot this week is being in my power and practicing my assertiveness. And Bali is a really fun place to do that because everywhere wants to bargain and haggle, right? <laughs> and then there's just been things with working out logistics with drivers and the house and all sorts of things that have given me such an opportunity to practice my assertiveness. And it's been really fun, especially when I like it to try on that behavior yeah. um, as, as a way of, especially... Of like, and it's cool if it goes a little bit into bitchy. What if I don't label that yeah. as wrong? Uh-huh. What if I give myself permission to be a bitch? Yeah. Ooh, that's fun. And really taking the, te- the, the, the the qualities that we want to label as taboo, when we give ourselves permission to explore that part of ourselves, how that sets people free. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think we, we had this, um, we have this dynamic, like what you were saying about like you... You can read it in a book. You can watch it. I, I think all of us have related on the fact of like intellectual understanding. We've got, we get it. We've, we've all been doing self-help and all these things for decades, but there's the embodiment that is more challenging. That takes time. And I think being here with you guys and just seeing, seeing it in real time and seeing it live and being part of it is more potent than therapy. It's more potent than reading anything. That's how you pick it up and integrate it. That's how, and, and not just going on a trip with, in, you know, expanders, but also in your romantic relationships and your work relationships in your life, like t- being present and, and noticing what's, what you like and what you don't like, I think is really useful. And then allowing yourself to just listen like listen and like you, another thing you did in your power, this is another, another one of my lessons from Bali. There was this moment where you spoke very powerfully to me and you, you called me out for, you know, I, I had this dynamic on this trip of being like, Oh my God, I'm, I just want to be your little sister. And I'm the, and it's something that I really take on in my life and I'm unpacking in my work still. And you looked at me like 
deadpan and you were like, what if you didn't do that? What if you were just a peer? And what if you were just like moving into being a woman? And it was like, so not what I wanted to hear, but what I needed to hear. And I think you had to be in your power to be able to say that. And that again, like that was a gift on all sides. Yeah. And we have to always remember that our currency in life is time and attention. And so you know that when you have like modeled around you and you're surrounded by like a high frequency tribe who are holding you at your highest and best, and then, then you know that like, uh, that's a great place to give my time and attention to. But when I'm giving time and attention to people that are, are not in that seeing of me or letting me get away with my shit or like, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. a different thing. And I do really want to say, cause I can imagine people listening to this podcast being like, well, that's just idyllic, you know, <laughs> totally. like, wow, good for you all, you little people who meditate every day. Good for you and your great Bali vacation. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I live with like real people. Right. And um, so do we usually. And, and I just want to say that, um, All of this deep connection and beautiful, profound love and deep listening and having an amazing time together all happened within the container of so many things going wrong, like coming home and the house is full of bugs. Covered with bugs. Covered with bugs, right? Or like the driver being nowhere to be found or you and I arriving at the airport, Kristen, at like two in the morning and getting lost and it's dark and we're like holding crazy bags and running around Bali trying to find a cab and feeling very unsafe and, and... Also, I just want to acknowledge something Katie and I've been going through together this week is, Katie, you've been in deep physical pain with an injury that you have going on. And friends, I've had a parasite (laughs) all week. And so I have been like running to bathrooms and like going through like bloating and feeling so awful and like everything I eat like hurts. And so it's not like, oh, everything was just rainbows and unicorns. And it also was, right. you know what I mean? But we're talking about there was real contrast and real life and real stuff going down. And it was still a choice to yeah. focus on desire, to focus on what's good, to focus on building each other up and holding one in each hand. Like so many times, Katie, you were like, you know, I, I am in pain. But also what's going on is I'm really in love with being here and I'm really in love with this conversation. And I can actually have both happening at the same time. Like it doesn't mean just because I'm in pain, I have to lose out on joy and fun. Right. I can actually hold both. Yeah. I didn't have a suitcase for two days and it ended up being like the most joyful experience of coming to Natalie's room and her giving me a makeover and borrowing clothes. And like it was, I think that that's what they say about like live theater, right? It's like when things go wrong, it's like. Every day is live fucking theater, you know? Yeah. It's like, when things go wrong, that's where the connection is. I just saw this Instagram post of Bob Ross, you know, the painter that yeah. was on PBS, and he said, there are no mistakes, only happy accidents. <laughs> right? But so, so true. So, but that became a, a gift. When you lost your suitcase, we all got to, like... Dress you cute things to wear. And so lovely. I got so much joy out of buying you an outfit that first it day. the best. Like, so... And I wore it to ride an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have that forever. So that um, I have found in my directing work that when something goes, what, I, what you want to call or label as horribly awry, when I look as, at it and go, somehow this is a gift for me. They don't know how yet, yeah. but it's going to reveal itself to me as this really amazing gift. So let me stay in the curiosity 
and uh, while it is unfolding. Yeah. And that has been powerful for me in the directing space. And then it's like, well, now let me apply that to my life. Mm -hmm. When something happens and I want to go, well, this is a tragedy. Sure. Yes. Have the feelings and see it, but also stay deeply curious about what is unfolding because of it. Yeah. And you might not know for a while. And I think that patience can be challenging, but also like the contrast of how you like the suitcase examples are really going on for me. Like, and, and honestly, this entire trip to see like there is a period of my time, period of time not that long ago where that would have like crushed me or my rigidity of like how I have to be each day would have not allowed me to be as flexible or fun or chill or like pleasant to be around. But it shows you that like, oh, I have grown and mm-hmm. these sorts of things like it doesn't have to, there's a lightness to it. And mm-hmm. I think being with other people shows you that it shows you like, no, I actually can do it. it stretches you. My favorite ways. example of that is I flashed to Kristen and I's first vacation together when I got off the plane and I couldn't find her. And she was just in the line at customs as you do when you get off the plane. But I didn't know. And I was like waiting and I couldn't get a hold of her. And then I was scared. And then I tried to find the customs line. And, and like, I was like, so like little baby Natalie, yeah. like so terrified. And then there was Kristen like, Hey, I'm in the customs line, you know, and the line was so long. And I'm like, well, we just got off this long flight. And why is this line so long? And then cut to us in Bali arriving at like 1 30 in the morning and the customs line was so, so intense and so, so crazy and it was so hot and sweaty that it felt like as you got closer and closer to the front it got smellier uh-huh. and more suffocating yeah. and like oh, more like really smelly there's a smell in there <laughs> yeah we got a couple smells but it was so amazing to just be like we're so jet lagged we're so tired we're in the smelliest longest craziest yeah. line we don't know where we're going people are speaking languages we don't understand and it was just like and this is yeah. what life is right now that was actually a really fun high point for me <laughs> crazy night. and then you and I got to the um hotel at three o'clock in the morning and we were like just so jet lag and we drank wine and ate potato chips and we watched a really bad movie on Netflix <laughs> and that like was one of my favorite memories of this entire trip we were just so smelly and tired and like the fun that kind of came out of all of that chaos as well yeah. um I have a desire great I know we have to head out for dinner yes. here soon so um I would love to go around and everybody say one word or a phrase or a sentence that you are with right now from this week Mm. Ooh, yeah. Um. I really got, I started this week, we all set intentions, and I had had the intention of sanctuary. We had gone to an, two animal sanctuaries, and there was something about the word that was just working in my life about being sanctuary and mm-hmm. being a safe place and how I can be a safe place for everyone who's in my life, and I can be a safe place for myself. And I do think that being in the practice of sanctuary led to where I am now. And we all had a really powerful experience. We had a healer come to the house and work with all of us. Yeah. More on that on probably both of our podcasts. Right. And uh, Kristen and I, at one point, were doing this exercise together. And all of a sudden, I felt in this connective moment with Kristen and I think it was the first time in my life. I know it was the first time in my life I ever felt this. I felt the experience of another human being 
washing me with the purest intention of unconditional love. Like I unconditionally love you. I love you. I accept you. You're whole. You're perfect. Like, and I felt, and there was this moment where Kristen like had her hands on my body and I felt like flowing through her hands was just how much she loved me unconditionally. And I started to cry and sob like a child cry. It didn't even sound like my voice. And I realized it was like this little kid in me that was like, that's, that's what I'm here on earth to have. And I can't find it anywhere. And then here I am in Bali with someone who I've been best friends with for years. And all of a sudden we're having this moment together, this very intimate moment. And it was so compelling for me that I thought, yeah, and that's what sanctuary is. Yeah, Sanctuary is loving people when they're having a temper tantrum. Sanctuary is loving the bugs on the floor. Sanctuary is loving the smelly line. And just knowing that like, I can have unconditional love. I don't need life to act a certain way for me to love it. I don't need you to act a certain way for me to love you. That I can be a space where I offer in my presence unconditional love. And I was like, well, I didn't know that was possible. That's all I want to practice. Yeah. Mm, so cool. That uh, it was so funny. In that same practice, I had such a breakthrough of self-love. Yeah. And almost like what I could see is the places inside of me where I judge myself. And through your love and you being this vessel of profound love, and I could feel the divine energy coming through your hands. It was really intense and beautiful. But I, as we're talking about integration, I could see all the times that I judge myself or that I approve of certain parts of myself or not, and not others. But I could almost feel like something coming together inside of my body that was like, oh, I get to love all of me exactly Mm. the way I am without trying to hide or deny any part of myself. It's all welcome here. And by me welcoming all parts of myself, then I get to welcome all parts of everyone in my life. And I've noticed in me that it's easier for me to welcome all parts of another person and not extend that to myself. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like And my new relationship, as I'm exploring this word power, right? When I give myself permission and empower myself to love myself as never before. And perhaps that is the very definition of true power, is self-love. Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing more powerful in the world than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my intention for the week was peacefulness and rest. And like recalibrating because I had had such a, like for my, my nervous system was just kind of shot and I wanted to start the year with deep rest and peacefulness and a, and a theme that we like didn't get to touch on, but I think is worth mentioning is like all three of us have complicated relationships with work and resting. And this was really good for all three of us and and my intention, um, like as an intention for the group. But I think during our healing session, I'll bring mine back to that too. It had a different part of it was most powerful for me. And, um, we'll get more into it probably in different podcasts that we do, but like, I'll just say this. I like 
fully wept in front of both of you guys. And um, it was this moment of like, I think resting is releasing. Mm. And I think that I have a lot that needs to be released that came up and there's layers to it. And I think it goes back to what we were saying about the masks that we wear until we can't. And um, yeah, I, I, I came into that moment because I saw Kristen really fully. And then by seeing her, I could see myself mm-hmm. and um, and this unexpected, you know, emotion that I was able to let out. And I think I've, um, I think I've been stuck. I've been stagnant and I, um, I'm still, it's something I'll be, I'll be unpacking for a long time, but I think the biggest thing I've gotten from this week is community and connection. And we have, we've done it. It's easier to do that. It's easier to rest and recalibrate when you don't feel alone, when you have other people who are also doing it, when you're doing it in community. Because I think if I had gone on this exact same vacation, done the exact same activities, been in the exact same house alone, I would it would have been a very different trip. And I don't think it would have been as potent. And I think it would have worked a lot. I think it would have made it work, it work in the sense of like, trying to think about how I'm going to talk about the moment instead of being in the moment. Mm. And I think being around you guys, we all had, we, it forced us all to be really present and to not be on our, we weren't really on our phones very much. We weren't, we had so many deep conversations. We, every moment of this trip from like really long, stinky car rides (laughs) to like waiting in lines or waiting for food or hiking. Like those were moments of, connection and meditation because we were in a group yeah casting and as you were talking I just had the the thought of like as you let your stuff out you really give permission for other people to let out theirs you Mm -hmm. know and that we actually empower each other to let it out to play to be audacious like as audacious as I can be, I give you permission to do the yeah. same and more. And it's it's kind of our job for each other. Yeah. There's a phrase in my head that keeps repeating that I want to share with the group, which is that shared joy is expanded joy. So when I'm experiencing joy yeah. and then I share with you guys, it expands. But there's something interesting with shared pain that when I share my pain, it doesn't expand the pain. It actually expands the healing. Yeah, it dissipates. Mm-hmm. Right. And isn't, so isn't that an interesting thing about the power of community? Yeah. And I know that, that Nat and I always talk about the power of community, but it's really the most beautiful medicine of yeah. how deeply we need each other and how deeply we need to be, or that when we are brave enough to be transparent in community, how it just it it serves the whole in yeah. such a powerful way. I want to say I don't think I've taken a vacation in like in my adulthood, a full on vacation where I haven't so really proud worked. of you. Yeah, and I also think we should end with the let it out deep breath. How do you guys feel about that? I love that. Let's let it out. Great. Inhale. Let it out. Ah. <sighs> 
That always feels a little better. I love you guys. And I'm so grateful for this trip and each of you and your friendship. And I had a million more things I wanted to talk about. So we'll do this again in New York. Let's yeah. do it part two, like or immigration. on another trip. Yeah. Yes. 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 speaking my language. You don't have yeah. to ask me twice. This is really lovely. We love and, you. Um, I'm so happy for thank our you to, Bali to know too. you deeper. Same. I think we should have like, I think there should be a lot of swap casting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we do a live one Amazing. in a city. I oh, that's it. fun. Let's do it. All right. Bye, friends. Bye. And we're back. Let's talk about where we can find everyone. So let's start with you guys. Tell me, tell me everything. <laughs> uh, well, the main place we would love for you to come and hang out, two places that would be awesome for you to come hang out. Come out and hang out on our website, which is www.thecreateseries.com. And if you join our mailing list, you get some free goodies. You get to see our cute faces. And we have a They're ton so cute. of stuff on our website for you. Uh, deeply discounted stuff right now. We have a little holiday sale and a lot of things going on. You can learn more about our podcast. You can learn more about all the different things we're doing we have meditations there we have so many things there so www.thecreateseries.com and then also we would love for you to come to our facebook page which is the create community facebook page and it's the acronym create c.r.e.a.t.e which stands for community reclaiming every artist true expression Mm. so if you want to come to that create community facebook page we're in there all the time with posts with offers with classes with things that we're doing it's a really great way to keep up to date with everything that we're up to. And All the links I'll, will be in the show notes. Yeah, and you can always go and download our podcast, which is Let's Play the Create Podcast. It's so good, and I've been on, and it's just one of, like, you guys are so, if they, if people loved what I've clearly gotten from you IRL, I think you'll get a taste of that in, more than a taste of that in your work and what you guys teach and what you do is so important, and I'm just so happy to be a part of it. And Katie, where can our listeners find you? Because Let you it out. I want to know how beautiful she is, first of all. Ugh. And she has the most amazing offerings that will change your life. And her Instagram is my favorite. Oh, you guys, you guys. Today in fruit. Come over for the fruit content. I'm just a quick Google away <laughs> at Katie Delbot on Instagram. Let it out is my podcast. Um, and I have another podcast about mental health called Spiraling. And, um, I also want to say, too, we did a really cool offering about – I have a heartbreak soothe kit and solve kit, and guest teachers in that are Kristen and Natalie. Yay! So that's another collaboration of ours. One of many. One of many. Yeah, for sure. All right. Love Bye it. for real. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We love to feel like we have friends all over the world in you who are committed to doing their dream on the planet. This podcast, and you want to find out more about what we're doing or who we are, our pop up classes, our online classes, you can check all of that out at thecreateseries.com. And if you want to be part of our Facebook community, you can go to the Create Community page. That's C, period, R, period, E, period, A, period, T, period, E, period, community. And if you loved this podcast, why not share it with a friend? 